Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. Because it elevates me. And one of the reasons it elevates me is because I get to talk to people like our next guest, Allison Johnson, who is the senior editor of National Geographic, because she has a great job. And her job is to put together these extraordinary books with beautiful photographs and wonderful text that allow us from the comfort of our living room, or in my case, dining room, because I'm always reading them while I eat for some reason, to dream, to dream about places large and small, but always beautiful and fabulous that maybe we'll never visit, but we can look at and dream about. Allison Johnson, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Allison, did you create this book, 1,000 Destinations of a Lifetime? Is this your baby? It is my baby, but there is a very big team behind this baby. So I am just one of many people who contributed to it. Um, it is curated from over a decade of National Geographic's best of the world content in um, a team of National Geographic writers, explorers, and photographers all help put this together. And I think it is a beautiful testament to the world around us. And it is something that will inspire people's bucket lists for years to come. Absolutely. It's a bucket list book, 1,000 Destinations of a Lifetime. And what's interesting about it is that you really take an effort in the book to match the reason why you would want to go to one of these places with the place itself. Yes. You know, we wanted to make sure that every type of traveler felt that they could find something within these pages that will inspire them to go to these destinations. So not everyone travels for the same reasons. So we really broke up the book by, you know, are you looking for natural wonders? Are you looking for a city experience, a foodie experience, a cultural experience? Are you looking for an adrenaline rushing adventures? And that's how we divided the book. Um, and whatever it is you're looking to do or see while you travel, we will have an experience within these pages that fits that bucket list moment for you. 
I think that you will. I do think, and I'm just saying this off the cuff here, but it's such a cool book, I almost wish that it was in a small paperback too. Are you thinking about putting it in a paperback? I mean it. because You know, we haven't, but maybe we should. Yeah, I think you should because, because it's the kind of book that if it was lighter, you know what I mean, and I could travel mm-hmm. with me with it, it's the kind of book that I might want to read while I'm traveling. Yeah, you know, that's a great idea. And especially you might be in one place traveling and say, hey, I have an extra day or two. What's nearby? And you can open the pages and pop over. Yeah, it's a wonderful book, Alison Johnson. One of my favorite pages is called The World's Best European Secret Villages, where you say Mm -hmm. these surprising hamlets are shrouded in mystery, steeped in history, and blissfully off the beaten path. And, like, of course, by definition, you've never heard of any of them. Like never, right, you know, pronounce their names like any of them. Yeah. And I think it's a wonderful list because these are, you know, day trips from the major cities you might be visiting already. So if you're already in Paris, you might take a little road trip to get um, to these secret villages. So if you're in Nice, you can go there. If you're in Frankfurt, you can get to Miltenburg, Germany. And these are really hamlets that almost take you back in time. And so they're good add-on to those more familiar destinations. So plan your trip to Amsterdam, plan your trip to Lisbon, plan your trip to Stockholm, and then add these to them because you're going to see a whole different part of that country by going to these villages that are almost lost in time. And you'll have a really great cultural experience as well as these are also all beautiful, stunning villages to see too. Yeah, they really are gorgeous. I love when you do this thing called Malta in Motion, a land of heritage takes a modern turn. So I spent a day in Malta off a cruise ship, right? That's a typical way people get to see Malta. And we were on Mm -hmm. this cruise, and it was in 2016. It was the last cruise I think I was on, now that I think about it, right? I think it was 2016. And my parents were with me, and Bobby, who has since gone, my brother-in-law was with me. And it was a European cruise, and it was amazing. And we got out one day, and we spent the day in Malta, and I was able to cajole my mother off the ship, which was already a big deal, Allison, okay? Okay, because she was like the kind of traveler who would stay on the ship, but I said, Mom, come on, come on. So I made her get off the ship with my dad, and the two of them sat on a bench, and I walked the whole place. And I felt that, oh. Mal- I felt that Malta was – Malta, if you've never been – is a place that is right out of like the Knights of the Round Table. Like literally, that's what it's about. You go into these cathedrals and you see these black and white marble floors and you imagine them as mm-hmm. these gigantic chess pieces with knights and skulls and them. I mean, you feel like you're walking into Raiders of the Lost Ark when you go to Malta. And uh, so tell me about what you've discovered about this tiny, tiny little place on earth. Tell me. Yeah, you know, exactly what you said. It feels like you have stepped back into the Middle Ages, into the Renaissance era. It's very historic. A lot of that culture has been preserved in the, in the places that, um, in the buildings they kept. There's um, the Fort St. Elmo, which guards the capital city. You can see a lot of the historical heritage in Malta. And what I love about this entry, so throughout the book, we have entries like this one on Malta where we have a firsthand account from a National Geographic writer and we kind of blow it out in a bigger feature. And these are, you know, this writer's experience visiting these places, describing the ins and outs of the city of Malta or the, the country of Malta and learning from the people who live there more about the destination. And so there's 
There are voices from Malta that speak within these stories. The traveler experience is woven in there. And you have this beautiful storytelling that immerses you in the destination. So if you might not get there for a while, you can feel like you've traveled there from your armchair. Yeah, that is true. That's a lot about this book. This book is a lot about learning about the places that you want us to visit. So as you said, even if we don't get there, we've learned something by reading the book itself. You have something called Destinations for African American History. Visit these significant sites of memory and perseverance across the United States. So tell us about that. Why did you decide that that was an important page to put in the book? You know, we have seen a lot of people really starting to travel for historical and cultural reasons, and they want to learn more about whether it's the U.S. African-American history or another culture's history. So we really wanted to meet travelers where they were in this endeavor. And in the U.S. in particular, we're seeing a lot of people travel to destinations that played a key part in African-American history. Um, I live just outside of Washington, D.C., The National Museum of African American History and Culture just opened a few years ago. It's a beautiful museum to experience. It's on this list. And I will tell you, it's the hardest museum to get into because it is such a popular tourist destination to go and visit this museum and learn about African American history. And there are places around the country that we feature that are really wonderful for the same reasons. And it sheds a new light on American history and one that people don't always hear about in the tourism space. So we really wanted to highlight some of the best spots you can go to for a diversity of that African-American experience, not just the, the museum, not just the Whitney Plantation where you learn about the enslaved people who lived on the plantation, but also places that highlight the underground Railroad, the Buffalo Soldiers National Museum. There's some really great destinations here that if you're looking for a unique perspective on African-American history in the U.S., you really are going to find immersive experiences across the country. Yeah, I didn't know there was a Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City, Missouri. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and you know, you only hear about the Baseball Hall of Fame up in upstate New York in Cooperstown, and then here's a whole other part of baseball history in the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum that's in Kansas City. Very, very cool. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. We're chatting with Allison Johnson, National Geographic Senior Editor, and the book is called The Best of the World, 1,000 Destinations of a Lifetime. Allison, you know, how many of these, and you don't really have to quantify per se, but like how many have you gotten to and, you know, what kind of a traveler have you been in your life that you've ended up as a National Geographic editor? Are you somebody that is a perpetual wanderlust gal yourself? Are you always on the move? 
I am a wanderlust gal. I, you know, I was very fortunate. I grew up in a family that always appreciated and valued travel and we traveled as often as we can. And I try to continue to do that. It's a bit harder for me these days. I have two toddlers at home, so I'm not traveling as often as I used to. Um, But I have been to a number of destinations within the book and I'm hoping I've created my own bucket list from working on this book that I'm hoping to add to because I am an adventure seeker. I am constantly looking for the next great travel experience. And this book is packed with them. And honestly, I have a lifetime to go based off this book and and the bucket list I've created from it. You really do. So, So just give me an idea of a couple of the places that after compiling this book that you say to yourself, I got to go there. Yeah, you know, one, I actually, after working on this book, I was fortunate enough this summer to be able to get to um, Tanzania is in this book for its safari experiences. I got to go there. I was told that I have to do that. I have been told by so many people that I must, must, must go to a safari in Tanzania. Must I, Allison? Must Uh, I do that? You must. And, you know, there's a hundred different types of African safaris you can have across the continent. I don't have many to compare to. This was my first, but I will say the Serengeti National Park Safari experience that I had, we played, we stayed at a place called Tassa Lodge. It was the most spectacular trip of my life. I cried happy tears seeing, you know, lions up close and personal. We saw three-week-old uh, lion cubs. Um, we saw the entire big five. We saw cheetahs, leopards, elephants, uh, water buffalo, giraffes. It was the trip of a lifetime. And I'm telling you, it's why it has made this book. It truly was best of the world. Um, and meeting uh, members of the Maasai village who actually work um, at the lodge, the cultural experience was phenomenal. I am telling you, if you can get yourself to Tanzania, it is a must-do experience in your lifetime. And how do you get yourself to Tanzania, Allison? <laughs> Literally, how do you do it? It's a far trip. Yeah. Yeah. How do you go? You know, we flew from D.C. to um, actually Amsterdam and then Amsterdam to Kilimanjaro. So it was only two two flights, actually, which wasn't horrible, but they are long flights. I think one of the legs is about 15 hours. So prepare for a long trip. (laughs) And when you're there, are you taken out on these little Jeeps during the day with cameras? Like, what is the experience of being on safari in this vast, beautiful place. What does that mean? Yes. So our experience, we did two safari drives a day. So you're taken out on the Jeeps. We did about three hours at a time. Um, you know, when we first went, we didn't know how diverse each game drive would be. We were like, oh, we did. We saw this on the first day. What more can we see? But every drive of the day was different. And then you also do night drives. So oh. you come back, you have a wonderful dinner, and then you go out after dark because that's when the animals really come to life and they're hunting and they're prowling and they're gathering for safety too. Um, and so you go out and the guides have, the trackers have red lights so the animals aren't afraid of the red lights. Um, and you can see, you know, that's when we saw the three-week-old cubs was actually at night because they felt safer being out in night. So we saw them through these red lights. And it is spectacular. So we did um, four days of safari. So there were a number of drives on that. And then what's even more incredible, you're um, staying in these lodges and the wilderness comes to life while you're sleeping. There was a night um, that in the camp we stayed at, uh, we heard lions, a giraffe actually walked probably three feet in front of our tent. And so you're really out there in the wild, in nature, and you're never going to experience animal life like this again. And, you know, it's just truly spectacular. Okay, so offline, you have to tell me uh, exactly what safari you went on. 
That's what you have to do. <laughs> I will. You have to do that I will. because it is definitely on my bucket list. And I need to do it before I get too old, right? I got to be healthy and strong to make a trip like that. I got to go. Yeah, it's a long flight, but I will say it's a lot of sitting in the Jeep, so you don't have to be super active while you're there. (laughs) Right. Okay. And is it very hot? Is there a time of year where you're supposed to go versus not go? When are you supposed to go to The best time of year um, to go is during uh, Tanzania winter, which is our summer. So it's actually really nice. It's like fall weather. In the mornings, it's pretty chilly. You need a jacket. And then it heats up to about 80 degrees, but it's mild. It's a dry heat. And then it cools off pretty quickly at night. So you actually, for most of your drives, you're in blankets because it's like chilly, but a nice chilly. And so when you go between the end of June through September, that's actually uh, when the Great Migration happens, which is when millions of animals make their way through, um, through Tanzania, through Serengeti National Park to eat the grasslands and get to water sources. And so that's the time of year you want to go because you're going to see uh, animals in large numbers. You're going to see everything while you're there. And it's just a really spectacular experience. When you, Allison Johnson, for National Geographic, this book is called Best of the World, 1,000 Destinations of a Lifetime. When you look up and you're compiling these, and these are beautiful pictures, and they make the world into a rosy, sunny, welcoming place. Uh, do you, I'm just wondering, do you really feel like that? Do you feel that the world is still a sunny, welcoming place? Or do you sometimes get beset by the news and and the difficulties with the environment and climate change and catastrophes and man-made catastrophes. You know, I, I do get I do get emotional and worried about the world like everyone else. But when I work on books like this, it does remind me of the beauty out there in the world and what we are trying to protect. And I think, you know, we always say at National Geographic, the best way to protect our world is to experience our world. And, and, even if that doesn't mean you're going there, reading about it, seeing these beautiful pictures, it shows you the diversity of not just nature and wildlife out there, but the people and the cultures out there in the world and how beautiful and important everyone's special places are, everyone's cultures are. And I think it's a good reminder to have a book like this when there are trying times in the world because it does highlight the good out there and the beauty out there and a reminder of all that's worthy of seeing in the world and protecting in the world. Thank you very much, Allison. It's a pleasure to get to know you. And thank you very much for this really, really beautiful book, National Geographic's Top Trips Around the Globe, Best of the World, 1,000 Destinations of a Lifetime, it's, it's spectacular. Where do you buy these books? Are they sold like in Barnes & Noble and stuff or mostly on Amazon or through your National Geo site? Are they sold in books? They're literature? sold wherever books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, independent booksellers. Um, this book will be out October 24th, so tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, wherever you buy your books, this book will be there. Yeah, it's a fantastic. And it would make for a fantastic present, you know, for Christmas, for Hanukkah, for holidays. It's a fantastic. Absolutely. I think your books make for the best presents, actually. I really. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Allison. Pleasure to have you on the show today. Allison Johnson, National Geographic editor. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 